practical help so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the group as it is. It's so nice. I've been hearing from a lot of you lately, uh, just what you've liked about the podcast or ideas for the podcast or that just letting me know you're listening. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. I've said it before. It kind of sounds like, or it feels like I'm just talking to myself sometimes. And after I'll record one, like, okay, did that land with anybody? Did that hit home with anybody? Or am I just kind of out in left field? And it's so nice to hear from you that, you know, things are resonating with you. So thank you so much, those of you who have re- reached out recently. And if you're brand new, welcome. My name's Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife and mom of three boys, and I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com. So I'm a personal trainer, a group fitness instructor. Basically, I've done this for almost 10 years, and I break down health and fitness to make it attainable, sustainable in our daily lives. And what that usually looks like is tracking macros, and strength training is the the beautiful combination, the wonderful formula to get your body to respond and make your body a fat-burning machine. So you can stop doing just so much endless cardio and chasing chasing away the calories and actually get ahead of it. It's funny, I was going to tell you guys this anyways, but maybe this is going to turn out to be a bad thing. I'm actually recording this podcast at night, which I never do. (laughs) I'm usually at like 4.30, 5.30 in the morning, or I'll attempt nap time sometimes, one or two in the afternoon, but it is evening here. I just put the kids to bed, and I just felt kind of inspired to pop on and talk to you. So I thought it was going to be a good thing because I, you know, sound hopefully more awake, but maybe this is the part of the evening where I'm going to start tripping over my words. So, you know what I mean? Either way, you know me, I'm going to put it out there for you guys. I'm not going to edit it. So <laughs> you're along for the real, for the ride. And you know, if you listen all the time that third baby's coming in very soon, about hopefully a month from today, as I am recording this a little bit early, but a month from when it comes out, but yeah, you're going to start hearing the nursing sounds in the backgrounds and all that jazz because I'm not going to edit any of it out. It's real life. We're all, most of us are moms listening to this and you know that it just happens. I don't know about you and hopefully this is the case for you because I appreciate when I listen to other people's podcasts and I hear their kid walk in the room or something and they just don't edit it out and they're like, eh, it is what it is. So anyways, today we are talking about what eating intuitively should look like. I did just mention that I do advocate for tracking macros. And so this is kind of, this could seem like it's two opposing schools of thought. Like, oh, if it fits your macros and tracking macros is one way to do it or eating intuitively is another way to do it. Kind of yes, kind of no, they are different. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. What I do advocate for, basically my approach, whether it's a one-on-one client or whether it is a challenge, group program, whatever, I advocate for starting with tracking your macros and then trying to move into eating intuitively. So what are either, right? Tracking your macros is logging your carbs, fat, and protein, but not only logging it, pre-logging before you eat anything to actually plan to hit your targets. So say you are, it's a little bit trickier calculating it. You can go back and listen to an episode on calculating your macros, but say your allotted calories are 1,800 and whatever that works out to, however many carbs, fat, and protein, you're going to want to use an app or use, you know, paper and a calculator if you're really old school and want to do a lot of extra work. And you figure out exactly what you should eat to fit that. 
So, oh, I can't have waffles if I'm going to have cauliflower pizza because that's too much carbs. So I'm going to have eggs that day for breakfast, but I'm going to have this for lunch. I'm going to have cauliflower pizza, and now it all works out. My carbs, fat, and protein sync up, okay? That's what tracking your macros look like looks like. And it is not just keeping a food diary. It is actually trying to hit specific targets for your body. Yes, finding them is a little bit trickier, all that stuff. Again, go back and listen to that. Now, what is eating intuitively? There is a book that this came from, the idea, and I mean, other people might have been doing it beforehand, but there is literally a book called Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and somebody else. It's two authors, can't remember the other one. But uh, and then you'll hear this a lot in the fitness world, too, of eating intuitively or listen to your body or, or whatever. Uh, so don't always know if people are referring really to this book or to this concept, but I think the concept is generally the same. But what eat, eating intuitively should be is that you are eating according to what your body needs, but you are not formally logging anything. And I think this is the goal really, truly, right? We don't want to have to be writing down our food forever. But where I disagree with like the authors of intuitive eating and things like that are some people or they're, you know, again, the school of thought that thinks you should only just ever eat intuitively and that you should never talk to anybody about calories or targets and that you should just teach them the right foods to eat or the better quality foods and just let them go with that. The idea being you're not going to overeat healthy foods. Well, the reason I don't think that you can just start with it is that I think that you need to become aware of what you're actually eating. I think that sometimes the first step is seeing it on paper, seeing it in that app, and getting an idea of how many calories you're even taking in or how unbalanced it is or how balanced it is. It might be really positive. But that's what when I have someone just first start tracking, they're like, wow, I had no idea that I actually was eating so high fat. I would have assumed I was eating higher carb. And my protein is so low. And then we have somewhere to start from. Because then I can tell them all the good foods that they can eat to boost their, boost their protein. Like, oh, we'll fill up on this and fill up on this. And here, have some egg whites with this. And, you know, do double the chicken breast in your salad, blah, blah, blah. But if you have no idea what you are supposed to be hitting, if you're just like starting with, okay, I'll just listen to my body. I find that many people don't know how to listen to their body. We don't know how to listen to our bodies. It's like, is this my hunger? Is this, and it's so confusing. So say you're just, you know, someone just tells you, just eat intuitively, just listen to your body. And you feel starving. So then you go get, usually what you turn to is some kind of carb. Carbs are going to give you that fast turnaround where your body can very quickly metabolize it into sugar and put it to work. So when you're super hungry, the first thing you usually turn to is carbs as like a replenishing your system kind of a thing. So you're not going to turn to the good proteins and f healthy fats and things like that. So what's more helpful is to make sure that earlier in the day you got those proteins and healthy fats so that your body doesn't do that. So that is just why I am not into the idea of starting with eating intuitively. However, so what it should actually look like if you've been tracking for a while, you're very comfortable with guesstimating and ballparking and you just know the values of things. I've talked about this a few times. You know, I'm to the point now where I can just look at, you know, a plate of food and kind of guesstimate where it's at. I'm not perfect on everything, but I can, you know, look at a client's food logs and they're like, I have 30 grams of carbs left. What should I eat? I'm like, oh, you know, have a banana in your shake or add an apple as a snack because I know they're both roughly 30 grams of carbs. That kind of stuff, if you can just 
know the values without having to really log it in, or you eat so similarly most of the time that you basically know what your day is going to shake out to. That's what eating intuitively is. So it's basically tracking your macros without physically logging it. You are still trying to hit those targets. You just no longer need the actual act of putting it in because you you are so confident in your abilities to kind of guesstimate that. Okay, what eating intuitively is not is it is not just eating whatever you want. It is This is what I see it go to a lot is when people are like, oh, I'm tracking macros, but now I'm just eating intuitively. So, you know, I'm just, you know, eating to hunger and eating what I want. No, because it's going to throw your metabolism off, if your targets are off, all these things. And there's a big, big difference. This is another phrase that I think gets misconstrued because I'll hear it. People say, just listen to your body. Just listen to what your body needs and eat that. There is a difference between listening to your body when your body says you're really hungry and you need to eat more food than you've eaten today or listen to your body because you're craving something salty because maybe you are low in sodium, those kinds of things. That is one kind of listen to your body, okay, or like listen to your body because you're super sore and you should probably take a rest day from exercise. All those things are positive listening to your body. What I see listen to your body turn into a lot is eat according to your emotions. You know, just, oh, I'm listening to my body. I'm giving my body what it needs. This is what I'm craving. That is not what eating intuitively is. And that's a really tricky thing because I think some of us bring complicated relationships with food to the table. No pun intended there. I just did that the other day. Uh, I was talking to my mom about uh, getting, I might have already talked about this on the podcast. I have no idea. But I was talking about getting high quality meats. And I was like, honestly, my beef with it is, and I just totally didn't mean to do that. I'm turning into the like corny mom jokes already. But um, truly, a lot of us have had rocky relationships with food. So if that's something that you are used to is finding comfort in food and finding pleasure in food and all of these things, it's very hard to eat intuitively because your emotions are so tied up in it. You know, I was just talking to a client today about how you really, we all really need to shift our perspective to the fact that food is fuel and we need to eat to live and not live to eat. And I've had some uh, blowback on that before from people saying, no, food, you know, is such a big part of our life and there's not, you know, it's not all that there is to life to eat the same chicken and rice every day and be a certain body fat. I don't believe that or promote that at all. And if you've listened to any multiple of my podcasts, then hopefully you have gotten that vibe already because I would never say that. But I think there's a time and place, right? There's a difference between like, oh, I'm – I. I'm craving pancakes for breakfast on a random Tuesday morning where I have a busy day ahead of me. I know that it's going to make me kind of crash because it's not balanced enough. I don't have any protein. Say these are not protein pancakes, okay? <laughs> Say they're not healthy pancakes. But, you know, I don't have any protein or greens or anything that's really going to sustain me through the day in them. But, you know, my body just wants – I'm just listening to my body and my body's just craving pancakes this morning versus just – eating to live during the week, looking at food as fuel. You guys know it's no secret if you follow me on Instagram that I am sharing on my stories all the time that I have the same super boring but effective breakfast all the time, which is oats, peanut butter, ground flaxseed, 
half a scoop of protein powder, and shredded zucchini. And I, this is a great example that I usually don't measure it. The only thing I kind of measure is the half scoop of protein powder. Um, I guess I do measure my oats. So I measure my oats. I don't measure the flaxseed. I don't measure the peanut butter. I don't measure the zucchini. So if I do post it, a lot of people will be like, what do you use of everything? You know, how much of each do you use? Which my answer to that is always, whatever is going to fit your macros. Like it doesn't matter what I use because if you need to fill more macros than me, maybe you're going to do a whole cup of oats instead of half a cup of oats. You know, if you have a lot of carbs to fill for your day, maybe you want to start with a little more. Or if you don't have that many fats to play around with, maybe you want to use one tablespoon of peanut butter instead of two that I might use or whatever. You know what I mean? But again, this is a good example of I know by now what my body needs and I can ballpark and eyeball my portions enough that they are really are true to their you know, measurements. I have rough measurements idea, but I'm not going to measure out half a cup of shredded zucchini because it really doesn't matter if I have half a cup or if I have a cup. I'm just getting greens in and that's, you know, that's going a little tit for tat kind of a thing. So my point being, I never wake up on a Tuesday morning and I'm like, yes, I'm so excited to eat my oats today. No, I just eat it because it's a great balance of carbs, fat, protein. I get a vegetable right at breakfast. I get a fiber from the flaxseed. I am full until lunch. I don't need to worry about my blood sugar crashing, any of that stuff. I am literally eating to live. I am fueling my body. However, on Sundays, I always make like either a treat or just a big Sunday brunch for us for after mass. So what that looks like is sometimes it's cinnamon rolls, like real cinnamon rolls, not vegan, plant-based, <laughs> not, not good tasting, but good for you cinnamon rolls. I make real cinnamon rolls. Again, this is maybe once a month or something like that. But, and, and eggs and veggies, you know, a egg omelet with a bunch of veggies in it and some protein on the side and stuff as well. Um, or it looks like whole wheat waffles that I make homemade and fresh, or it looks like an oat flour, an almond flour pancake. It's, it's different all the time, but that's when more, okay, a Sunday with my family, my husband's home, we're all sitting to brunch together after church. That's a time to, you know, where you could technically live to eat, but not, I still wouldn't even want to call it that because I don't think that's ever really, you know, promoted to we're living to eat. But the fact that it is social, it is comforting, it's an event, you know what I mean? Because again, food does have its place to be all of those things to people, to be the meal that people want to linger over and enjoy. And I'm all about that. I make homemade gnocchi at Christmas time, like, or gnocchi, if you call it that. <laughs> I don't know. My family calls it gnocchi. But anyways, it's it's very different if you're eating to live every day and you are just like dying for that next meal. You're thinking about the next meal while you're eating a meal. You feel, I'm going to talk about this on the next podcast about going to a barbecue, but it's just like social settings. You feel like you are never going to get this food again. And like, oh, brownies, I need to have a brownie. Should I have a brownie? I don't know. That's not food freedom. That is not what is going to be a positive. So honestly, I have some clients who really struggle eating intuitively, who have kind of no in-between where they're either, they do really well tracking macros or they are just kind of splurging all the time and all over the place. So there's nothing wrong with continuing to track. If that is you and you're like, you know what? It helps me to see the numbers to make sure that I stay on the money, you know, with my targets. That's totally fine. It's not that big of a deal. I don't think that that is being consumed by it. I don't think that's being obsessive. I think it's a similar thing to 
having a written budget. And I have a written budget for every single month. I don't think that's obsessive. It just helps me stay on track. I can't ballpark what I do for groceries or ballpark what I spend on toiletries or whatever. I like to see how much I have left, how much I, you know, whatever. So a little bit of that's personal preference. But the biggest thing is if you are doing eating intuitively, that it's not just listening to your body. It is not. The big takeaway here is it is eating according to your macro targets without having to actually log it in. It's just that you are that level, okay? And I, th- I heard something actually the other day in a podcast where they were talking about scripture and how as uh, they are Christian, not Catholic either way, we all have scripture involved, right? <laughs> just different versions. So they were talking about how as Christians, they really need to be reading scripture every day or else you lose sight of what you are basing things on. They're basically saying how you can't make choices, you know, like life, daily life calls you to make choices in line with your faith or in line with scripture, right? It's in how you discipline your kids. It's in the choices you make. It's in how you live your life, really. So if you are not, if you don't know scripture, how can you make choices that are in line with scripture? And doesn't I hopefully I don't think you think it's shallow then I applied it there's many things that I'll hear and be like oh the same with health and fitness so I think so many things are connected I'll listen to a finance podcast say the same thing I'll listen to a religious podcast and be like yep it all really does kind of come full circle but it makes sense you can't you know eat intuitively if you don't know what your body needs you can't make choices aligned with the scripture that you've never read so that's why I think that tracking is your starting point. Like it has to be your starting point or else your body doesn't know. We have messed up, most of us have messed up our metabolisms by, you know, yo-yo dieting or just eating way too little and then binge eating, things like that. That um, And maybe that's not you and maybe you've had a great relationship with food and that's awesome. But you still might be just, you know, your targets are out of whack and you need to get that down before you eat intuitively, okay? So you're still making choices with eating intuitively. You are still surveying the, you know, bunch of food that's set before you and making choices. It's not just eating everything because you don't have to see it in the app later and see what it actually looked like, okay? All right, I think you get that point. If we were sitting down chatting, I think you'd be nodding your head and be like, okay, Brittany, wrap it up. You're good. (laughs) I'm all set. Um, I hope it was helpful. And I've said before that... Typically for me, it looks like a couple months of tracking, a couple months of intuitive eating, a couple months of tracking, might even just be like a month on of tracking, two months of intuitive eating. It really depends. I personally do not track my macros through my pregnancies or my immediate postpartum periods. So I will be and am eating intuitively that whole time because again, I pretty much can ballpark what my body needs. And then breastfeeding is a little bit more complicated because it's going to, you know, change a lot according to you know what your baby is doing I also intend to last time around I donated milk with my second baby so I was pumping after every feeding to also donate so it was like a lot of milk was going out <laughs> where it was very hard to you know it would have been very hard to try to even calculate how many calories I needed and stuff and I just needed to eat to hunger, really. And again, that's where I make sure it's good quality foods. Make sure I can kind of gut check myself. See, I'm not eating just according to emotions or cravings and things like that. So if you are in that season, if you're pregnant or immediately postpartum, 
it, it can be tricky. I know some people, I have some clients who are tracking during their pregnancies right now just to make sure they're eating the right balance still. It's not even about the calories as much, but uh, that is possible. And that's a whole other topic in and of itself because you don't need to be quote unquote eating for two and eating double what you're eating. It's actually you eat nothing extra the first trimester. And then I believe it's 100 calories the second trimester and 150 the third trimester. I don't think you ever need to eat more than 150 more than what you were normally eating, which and that's 150 a day. Uh, but obviously there's a lot of old wives tales and things that you need to be eating 500 a day. But that is actually when you're breastfeeding. So that's a whole nother thing we could talk about another day. But I hope this kind of cleared up what intuitive eating is. And again, the the pattern that I think or the flow rather that it should go in between tracking and intuitive eating. But as always, if you have any questions about this, you've been trying to do it on your own or whatever, I do, I'll finish that sentence. Just shoot me an email if you just have a question and want me to answer it for you at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com or on Instagram, fitmomlifetothefullest. But I also do three-month just macro coaching. And obviously, if you're already in the eating intuitively, you're good to go on this. But if you're trying to hammer out what your macros should be and get some help in that area, I would love to help you. You can check out on the website, fitmomlifetothefullest.com. In the group and personal training menu, it shows you the different options, and you could just shoot me a message there. But anyways, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you ladies next time. 